Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I'm super excited to have a very special guest here with us today, and I always love connecting with people who love connecting with people as much as I do. I know that sounds like a mouthful, but it it makes sense. And uh, John Deal is here with us today, and John's just such a great guy. He says he's the godfather of change, which I absolutely love. He's known as one of the world's foremost change experts. He thrives working closely with business leaders and their people that are facing significant and always on change to remain competitive and relevant in the marketplace. He is a respected leader of enterprise-wide change programs around the globe, and he is consumed with helping people navigate change via the power of giving back. That's actually what he says is in his DNA. He believes that people have the power to change, so let's make it less exhausting for them and get results and while we're doing it, have some fun. I love that philosophy. You can connect with him in, on LinkedIn. So go to LinkedIn, search for John Deal. That's J-O-H-N-D-E-E-L. Find him there. Everything you need to know about him is there. And he's very accessible. So you can connect with him there. John, welcome to the show, my friend. I'm excited, man. I'm just stoked to be here. Um, we have a, All of us have a lot to share that's inside. And it just sometimes take a dialogue or a conversation to bring that out in the table everybody's got something to give back so if i can help some people today that would just be totally awesome you're such a generous person that's the first thing i noticed when we first started talking and as we talked a little further i realized it's because you love to connect with people you love to to really not just you know get to know someone for what they do but get to know someone for who they are and i think that makes all the difference in the world yeah, I mean, I think to be, it's really interesting because to be a change practitioner, if you look at that from a professional standpoint, you have to have some skill sets that are not necessarily maybe taught to you when you go get a university degree. So if you look at my first 20 years, I was in IT and I was taught to be an information technology wizard. I was a technology nerd. And then I made the switch to be a change practitioner. Well, to be a change practitioner, you have to have high emotional intelligence. You have to be able to communicate both in written and non-written form. And then the silent part of communication. So if you, when people think of change practitioners, they think of two things usually, communications and training, but it's much more than that. But yes, communication is extremely key. And sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. (laughs) Was that something that you had to intentionally develop or was that something that you just naturally had? Well, for me, I'm thank goodness I'm blessed. I think it was a natural thing. It's just I kind of hit it because as a technology person, that wasn't really – you were recognized for your technology smarts, your ability to architect and things like that. Um, 
And and I just never had an avenue to release that. So after 20 years, I guess it was all pent up and, and I knew I had some, those skill sets and, you know, I was a musician and there's different things that allowed have me an outlet. But when I switched to field, this field into change, I got to utilize some things that I think were just inside me, something that I didn't necessarily didn't learn. And I thank my parents for, you know, giving me that part of their DNA so I could go on and do this. So. Let's rewind for a second. You started out as a, you said as a computer guy, and then you made that pivot to become a change practitioner. What caused the pivot? So imagine, you know, I imagine back in, in I think I was in Houston, Texas, and I'd spent 20 years in IT and they had fired the CIO. And I was already on the ground working heavily in their IT organization. They were actually installing SAP. Now, 20 years ago, you know, that was, you know, that was a pretty significant thing. Now it's becoming more mainstream, but so they fired the CIO and they said, well, John, you've been really acting like the CEO. Why don't you just step in and be the CIO? So I became an interim CIO and I sat in a corner office. I hated it. So it was the first time in my life. I'm like, I've done, I went from the lowest level in IT where you have to start as a programmer out of Virginia Tech, CompSci, working for IBM, all the way up. CIO, man, I'm corner office. I did that was the worst working year of my entire life. And it had to do with that job was very difficult, still difficult today. It's changed a little bit, but we're IT. You're always late. You're always behind. You cost your overhead to the company, Bob. Like, who wants to do that? And so I just, uh, and then I, I hooked up with somebody that said, hey, John, we need somebody that knows IT, but we don't want you for your IT wares. We want you for, to join our behavioral change practice and we'll help you with that part and that's literally i said i'm i'm out i'm ready and i i never look back never that's great back. i love how it kind of developed you know because you talked about eq earlier in the show and when i look at that you have to have a lot of self-awareness. First of all, to have EQ, you have to have self-awareness. I believe it's part of it. It's a foundation. But when you look at your story on how you went from, you know, IT to the corner office to then realizing, hey, this isn't for me, there'd be a lot of people that I think would try to fight that, would try to be like, hey, but I'm in the, this isn't for me, but I'm in the corner office, so I'm going to make this work. Yeah, and I, I, it's funny. I thought I was going to struggle with that a little bit, but, you know, it was the first 20 years was hard for me. I mean, and, and, you know, as I look back on the last, the, the, the last 20 years have been a lot easier, but it just got to be hard. And, and the respect, I mean, if some people ask me, what's the biggest thing I want in work and when I'm working with people, if I come in as a management consultant, I sometimes I'll have them guess the word. Now, in case they, they don't know me, so they haven't really guessed it yet, but they learn after a while and I'll tell them that in money, it's one word, simple respect. I want respect because here's the thing. What they don't know is I'm going to give respect like they've never seen. So I respect that I'm in their workplace. I'm in their environment. So if I do that, then I'm like, just can I get a little bit back? And if that happens, money falls from the sky and and, and the, the relationship is good. So, you know, I, I that's the kind of the way I, I look at it. You know, I have no regrets. And I, I, it's not about corner office or title for me anymore. If I was telling anybody that was looking at their career, you got way more opportunity than the two people on this show, <laughs> the young people in, in the world today, way more opportunity.
go get it, go be you, go do it. Because I didn't get a chance. It took me 20 years to figure out that I wasn't supposed to be doing that career <laughs> or that might not have been the best career. <laughs> what does respect mean to you? How would you define that? Well, and again, it's, it's, um, it's funny because I was asked this question on another show. Uh, the, when I think of respect, I guess it's because of what my father, you know, he'd been in the military and stuff like that. Um, back in the day, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you respected people that had been around longer than you. So you respected your elders. You respected your mother and father at all times. And so I, that was just, that was also in my DNA. So I have a high level of respect for those who have breathed airspace longer than me. Why? It's pretty simple to me. You breathe air longer than me. You probably know some things that I don't know. You can still tell probably a few more stories than I can tell. You see, so respect started way back when I was, you know, a child. But that as I moved through, I'm like, what is it really? So respecting is like, let's, let's maybe, let's ask John what he thinks when you're on the ground. Think about it. We're paying him a lot of money. Let's ask him what he thinks without him having to, Tell us what he thinks. So how about you be one step ahead of me? Because I'm always three steps ahead of you. So it's things like that, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's funny that you, that you say that because there's something I've never really talked about on the show, but I'll bring it up now because it's coming up when it comes to like respect and when you were a kid. You know, I talk to people from all over the world all day long. And it's a very that's one of the blessings of, of what I do and with the podcast and everything. And I'm, you know, I'm in my mid-30s and I still struggle at times with calling people by their first name. Because I was always taught that when you talk to an adult, you call them Mr. or Mrs. whatever, or Ms. whatever. So when I talk to someone, especially people that are older than me, calling them by their first name feels a little uncomfortable for me at first. And it's like one of those deep-seated psychological things for me. I was always taught Mr., Mrs., Ms., you know, whatever. Yeah, it's funny because I don't really maybe do that as much as I probably should. But what's interesting, when I do do that – um. I get told not to say that. Yeah, I do too. And then when someone says, calls me like Mr. Deal, I'm like, no, 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 no. Call me the sensei. (laughs) You know, that's what the people at Walmart called me. The sensei of change. Call me what my last client called me in the godfather of change. Now you don't call, call me anything where you want, but respect that. I might know a few things, especially when I tell them that I'm humble enough to say, I don't know at all. But every once in a while, if they, if they became, become aware of what I can bring and what I will give, then sometimes they'll, not, they'll go, wait a minute, let's check with John on that. You know, and I like that happening again without me asking. You know, yeah, but you I have agree. to really be tuned in and that doesn't happen. That's something that no like and trusting happens over time. Mm-hmm. especially when the trusting happens then the respect thing can kind of happen the way I want it to anyhow. And that usually and that, takes time. And that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, which is communication. Effective communication is about having enough respect that you can communicate in such a way that you have that desire, that singular result. Yeah. And you can then feel comfortable enough to communicate to effectively get to that result together. Because I'll tell you what, if you and I have just listened there, yeah, that's a so, good title. Well, I have to, I'm just telling you, I still practice on this, my friend. I'm supposed, they think, people think that I'm the best written and oral communicator. 
But let me tell you, it is art and science and then some. So I get a coach or somebody tell me, said, John, get, read this book, just listen. And I'm like, and, and what's interesting is sometimes I actually get pretty good at that. But other times I mess that up. I just talk, 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 talk. And then sometimes, but when I find that I can do that, it's harder. It's hard for people just to sit back and listen. So I'm a student of something that I already should be good at. And even though other people think I'm really great at it, I'm still a student of that because that is so key. If we can do that right, and we're, when we're on our game in the communication, whether it's looking at people, and which is my best way, to be honest with you, the verbal and the written is, is a little bit easier. But when I can be around visualizing something, wow, man, that communication power with the visualization, and this is what COVID's messed up a little bit because that visualization used to be on the ground in my field where you're right there. And you not just on the web, but you can see them and you're right within their space. So you got verbal, written, and that visual all in one experience. And man, you can go, you just powerful. I agree. And I'm a big believer that we can all solve problems together much faster and more efficiently than we can by ourselves. So I think that that's where that communication and respect comes into play because when you have a, an outcome that you want to achieve, like you're at, you know, working with a client or there's something that problem that you want to solve, can you figure it out on your own with enough time and resources? Probably. Can you do it faster with someone else who's been there, done that? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that it goes both ways, right? It's interesting you bring that because when, when people like talk to me before they're thinking about like bringing me in to help them or something like that, I mentioned this is another simple thing. It's not, I said, my approach is, I want to do it with you, not to you. And I said, and you know what? I got backed up by Walmart, which is a multi-billion dollar client. When I said that in front of them, they said, well, good thing you said that. Because if you weren't like that, we're, you're not in here. Because you don't go into a giant like that and tell them you can do supply chain better than them. Now, they got the secret code in Bentonville for that. So, but I'm going to come in and work with you. Because I believe you have the answers probably better than me. All I'm going to do is facilitate, operationalize at speed what maybe you've already figured out you can do, but you just can't seem to get it done. It's very, good. you know, very powerful. Well, John, thank you so much for being here. I've loved this conversation. I can't wait to pick it up on the next episode. I want to remind people to connect with you on LinkedIn. If they go search for John Deal, they're going to find you there, and you welcome that. You love to communicate and to meet new people, and you would love for them to reach out. So go find John Deal on LinkedIn. John, thank you so much. I can't wait to have you back again on the next show. Thank you much. Thank you so much for having me, and until, until we see each other again, my friend. Hey everyone, I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us 
at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.